Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson-Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and conversion a snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And you know what? Today makes me happy because I get to be with my authority gang. And uh, if you didn't hear the introductory episode of the authority gang, you can go back to November 13th. So I'd like to welcome Carol Boston, Crystal Duku, and Samantha King to the show. Welcome, guys. Ladies. Good to be here. (laughs) So today's topic is on how authorities sell. And I think this is a really important concept to understand because you sell differently when you're building authority and Samantha's going to talk a little bit about that to when you are the authority and how you sell. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, in the beginning, you're selling a lot of one-to-one, you know, you're prospecting, you're generating your lead, you talk to the person, you convert them, right? But it does hit a point when you learn to sell one to many. So we're going to cover both of those in today's show. So Samantha, I'm going to let you kick it off. Well, I think one of the things that, you know, people, people first start with, you know, do I have authority? And when you talk about in your signature talk, when you talk about that ladder, right, of going from invisible to influencer and how to build that authority, we tend to say, okay, well, where am I and and how am I? And I love to say, you know, that you're not quite at that authority level if you're stuck in the friend zone. So what is the friend zone? The friend zone is your customers aren't converting, right? And I'm sure Crystal hears that people come and they go, or your, your followers, sorry, aren't converting. I'm sure Crystal hears that when people show up at her door, right? I'm not converting, right? Or you're getting people who are calling you up and they're saying, yeah, I'd love to take you for coffee to pick your brain. And you know that they want your expertise. They want what I say is between your ears, but they're probably not going to hire you. You've kind of got yourself to this point, And I think it's a great conversation for all of us, especially coming at it from the mindset perspective with Carol and Crystal and, and you, Kim, is that you're at this point where, you know, it doesn't matter how much you put out there that you're looking for sales or you're looking even just for that one-to-one work, people just aren't seeing you as somebody that they should be paying, right? And so I I think that's a great jumping off point for today in this topic of how authority sells and how do we get out of that friend zone and how do we build this authority to actually generate the revenue, whether it's the one-to-one or the one-to-many. So Crystal, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I completely agree with what Samantha is saying, right? Because sometimes there's, we have all these followers and especially for those that have the 10,000 followers or the big followers and you think, well, why don't I have all these sales? One of the ways that I believe that it it can convert using your social media platform is that you do have to get on there and provide value. And it's, it's getting to the point where you let people know, okay, look at this. I have this knowledge. 
you don't give away too much. I always say you share the what you need to do, but not the how you need to do it part. So in all your content, you want to share the what it is you need to do and what are the things you should be doing. But the how part of it is where, you know, you want to keep back so that when someone comes to you, they're paying you for the how to. They're like, okay, so you said all these things, you said these three points, but I have no way how, to, no idea how to make it happen. That's when I need you. So in every content that you're driving and you're, you're showing up as that authority on your topic, it's always a point to show the what you need to do. So when you're, when you're creating your content, what is it? What, it, what is the steps that you have to take? What is, whether, you know, like Carol, you, you always have like these amazing, mind-blowing information that you share. And it's so great. And I love that. I love that when you share, okay, these are certain things, like these are important questions. So reframing, you have to reframe your thoughts. And I'm like, well, okay, that's a good point. But then you're like, but how do I reframe my thought? Because we might be reframing it the wrong way. We may think we may be asking the right empowering questions when it's not. And th- so that's key. So that's the part that as you drive in and you, you, get, you get people locked into, these are such valuable information that's helping me in my field. Like, you know, okay, I need to write a book, but how do I do it? That's when you get them now to you convert your followers into making sure that now they they lock in a call with you or they they have that conversation with you to get to get I to think, the yeah and I think one of the things that happens is like we know we need to provide value but like what exactly what Crystal's saying is that there's a fine line between you know providing value and giving it all away for free and it comes it is a mindset piece and I think Carol can speak to this is that how do you you know, because we get on there and when we want to be an authority, we almost are like, we're battling imposter syndrome. We're battling the fear that we're not good enough. We're battling like, oh, well, I have to tell them everything. I have to prove myself. Mm-hmm. And so how do you reframe that mindset, Carol, so that, you know, you're, 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 you've got the, the right boundaries for providing value without, and still asking for the sale without giving it all away and landing in the friend zone. Well, I can talk about that because three years ago when I started my coaching business, I was giving it all away, (laughs) right? So I've had that experience and and I've had to learn how to reframe that and and set those boundaries. And part of it is about number one, I had to learn and I help my clients that are just starting out as well, is that if you help somebody 1% in that initial call, they're going to feel so much better that they don't think they need to hire you they're going to go away and they may feel good for a week, maybe two weeks, and then they're right back where they were. So sometimes it's understanding and reframing that you're doing them a disservice if you help them too much initially. Mm-hmm. And so what Crystal says is really important, talking about what you need to do versus how you need to do it. And I think when you talk about imposter syndrome and not be, I have a client right now that I'm working with who has sales. She's had clients, she's had success. And yet just the, uh, just earlier this week on a call, she's like, I can't get on there and do that because people are going to think I'm an imposter. And here's how you reframe that. When, when you're looking at, and you say, so-and-so is going to think I'm an imposter. I had a lady say to me, oh my God, I cannot get on Facebook and do a Facebook live, Carol. And I'm like, why not? Because people are going to reject me. They're going to th- think this of me and that of me. And I said to her, if I were your coach, the very first thing I would say to you is where in your life are you doing that to you? 
Mm-hmm. I want you to think about that. We're projecting that somebody else is going to judge us when in fact, we're already judging ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it just becomes a projection, which then does what? Become a self-fulfilling prophecy. So one of the first pieces from a mindset perspective, that this is true that I work with every single client on, is getting clarity on who you were truly created to be. You have to know who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all, only when you get clear on that, and then we do the work to put it in place so that you own it, right? Mm-hmm. You know your value, you own your power. And what does owning your power mean? For me, it means stepping up and being authentically you mm-hmm. without judgment, mindset mastery all day long. So I don't know if I exactly answered your question, Samantha, or if you need me to take a different tact on that. No, I love what you're saying about the fact that you need to be clear on who you are. I mean, when I'm working with clients, it's the, we're working on the business, the online, the online business and, and their online arm of their business. And it's the same thing. We need to be clear. We need to know what we're doing. That's how we create consistency. Um, but from your perspective, it's also where we create empower, empowerment right? And where we empower ourselves. And I love what you're saying about the fact that, you know, the work starts inside. And so when we start seeing these other things pop up, we need to stop and say, okay, where am I doing that to myself? I think that's something that is, is great for those out there who are struggling Mm -hmm. with this and they're struggling to find that balance and they're struggling with this, you know, I, I have to, I have to, I have to give more. I have to give more. I have to prove myself. And then, at, in the other in the other moment, they're going. Why won't anybody buy from me? Mm. And I, I think, yeah. and I think you you touched on the word balance, and I think that's part of the key. It's understanding that you're not the be all and end all to everyone, yeah. right? Don't want to swing the pendulum to pride, right? Like I I'm puffed up, I'm this, I'm that, and everybody yeah. else is lower than me, you know. But then the other end of the pendulum is, you know, I'm this worm that everybody wants to step on, right? The balance in the middle is, is that, you know, I've been created to make a difference in a specific group of people's lives. First of Mm -hmm. all, I'm not perfect, Mm -hmm. right? I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Mm -hmm. I have amazing strengths and I have some pretty bad weaknesses to go along with it. But like you said, Carol, it's accepting you for who you are, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I joke with, Juanita, she's my, been my best friend for 35 years, right? We know the good, bad, and ugly about each other and still love each other anyway, right? So, you know, it's that being able to accept yourself the way you are and go forward with not a pride or an ego, but with a confidence mm-hmm. that you can help somebody else. Yes, yeah. confidence. I like that, the confidence, because we have to have that confidence in ourselves to be able to help. And Carol, you always say that, you always say that, you always say that, you know, you help in all your talks and stuff. And I, I love when you had said that, that courage to confidence, because it takes the courage within us, right? Yes. To get, to get that, because sometimes we're so fearful. I remember before I started out in social media, and I, I was always very adept at it, even from a teenager. I was on all the platforms, High Five, MySpace, MSN, ICQ, I was always on social media from a young age and I understood how it worked. But prior to stepping onto my business, it was hard. I'm like, people were already coming to me for advice, but I didn't have the belief and the courage to think that I can help someone else. And oftentimes when something comes so easy to us, we don't think it's as valuable, Yeah. right? Because who's going to pay pay for that? It's 
it's easy. And so we think that what's easy for us sometimes is what's easy for everybody else. And, and to speak to what Kim said, I actually wrote myself a note yesterday in this training class that in that I'm going to do a talk around this and I'll talk a little bit about it. And the talk is going to be, we're all cracked pots. We're all cracked pots. And there's a story back in the old, many, 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 many years ago, the ladies were given a big wooden stick across their back and an urn was put on each end. I don't know if you've heard this story. And an urn was put on each end and every day they slept for miles to go get water and bring water back. And there was this one lady and every time she would get back, one of her urns wasn't totally full. And they examined this urn and they looked at it inside out. They couldn't find the cracks, anything. And as time goes by, one day she's walking back and she notices that on that side of the road, all the flowers are growing. Mm -hmm. And on the other side of the road, there's no flowers growing because she had been leaking water through her cracks in her pot that aren't always visible to the eye, but that water was nourishing and helping something else grow. And I think if we, if we can understand that about ourselves, that we can actually help people through our cracks, that, are, that then it takes away that need to be perfect and can help us with that imposter syndrome. And, you know, yeah. when you were talking about that, it reminded me of a, another story. Um, in the Orient, I'm not sure, like China, Japan, in like one of those areas, there's an art form where they take broken things and mm. put it back together with gold, gold. like yep. broken pots, plates, all that kind of stuff. And those broken items that have been put back together are actually worth more than the original item. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of us, you know, when we can accept ourselves the way we are, you know, even, even our broken parts, right. Then, then we can, we can shine. We can be of value. We can, we can be of worth. Yes. And, and something to what Sam said earlier, especially, and I had to do this for myself after COVID, right? Because those of you who know me know I built my business before all of it was face-to-face. -face. I'm the shake your hand, give you a hug kind of girl. So COVID was a massive switch for me. And even after being in COVID for a couple of months, I had to ask myself, it isn't just what am I doing? It's who am I being? Mm -hmm. Who am I being behind closed doors when nobody's watching, right? Mm -hmm. And I yeah. think we need, to, we need to look at that to know that we're in alignment with who we say we are, right? Because our behavior says who we are. And I'll be just totally transparent. For me, as I look around here, one of the things I help my clients with is environment and living in this transition in a timeshare and moving seven times in nine months, it's pretty darn disorganized around here. So guess what Carol is doing over Thanksgiving for holiday for four days when everybody else is not working. I have got to get myself organized in order for me to move forward more effectively and for me to be the example to my clients. And, and, and I know, think too, we have like, I think, I think it's that, you know, going, take, having the courage, finding the confidence, um, is, is the first step because that's how we can start to really show up. And, and that's how people start to see us as an authority. They read that energy, right? Like yes. to your point, Carol. But I also, I also like to always talk about the how, right? So I like how Crystal's talked about, you know, you're going to give, you're going to give value, but you're not going to give the actual steps, right? And so one of the things we were talking about the other day at Friends Owned to Profitable uh, yesterday was, you know, the idea that, I always say marketing is helping your audience understand that they have a problem and you have the solution. So you're, you're positioning and really what you're doing is you're, you're letting them realize that they have a problem, right? So Chris, as Crystal was saying, but you're, and you're telling them that you have the solution and giving them a small taste of it, but you're not giving them to your point, Carol, you're not giving them all of it. 
because right. if you give them 10%, I mean, a quick win is great and we want to give them quick wins, but we need to be mindful that if we give, you know, too much or that even that 10% and they walk away, you know, we might be doing them a disservice because mm. they're walking away going, oh, the problem solved, but in a week it's back. Because mm-hmm. yes. whatever they were doing comes back if we don't create better habits around it. And, you know, I think let's transition a little bit here into some of the more practicalities of selling. So, you know, one of the things I was thinking of in terms of how an authority sells is um, that confidence factor in your body language. And, and I think most people are not unaware of what their body's saying while they're doing things. So, you know, I always tell people, you know, smile, look people in the eyes. You know, I'm very tall. And so sometimes I intimidate other women with my height, right? And so I've learned that sometimes with women, I've learned to read their body language. And if they feel uncomfortable, I take a step back, right? So that I'm, I'm allowing them to feel comfortable. It's not about me overpowering. It's about me sharing. And I think, you know, what's important too is, is that your body language should always be very relaxed. You should have this, I don't care if you buy anything from me attitude, right? Because if all you're thinking about is getting this person to buy, getting this person to buy, it's, it's like a desperation and your body reeks of it and it actually repels people. Yes. So I actually, this analogy that was given to me um, in my early on in my career when I did admissions and admissions is just sale for universities, right? <laughs> um, so, and my Dean said to me, he was like, it's a dating game. It's when you're, when you're selling. And I took that with me throughout my entire career. And he's like, you date the person. He's like, if you go on a date with someone and the person only talks about themselves, you're going to get turned off right? If they're selling you on their, on all their great qualities, you're going to get turned off and you're not going to want to see this person. It's like, but think of a, a person that asks you question, engages with you, tries to figure out what is it that you want, wants to get know, more about you, your guard is let down and then you, you, you actually feel more comfortable and you find yourself wanting to you, you want to buy, well, you know, like kind of get in. So he was like, it's the same way when you engage with a prospect. And I took that with me and I was like, it's so true. I was like, we have to, you know, spend time. And I think that again, comes back in confidence, comes back to the confidence that we have in our abilities, right? So we spend time instead of our selling points, listening to what our prospective client or our prospective audience wants and learning more about them and finding out what, is, what are their pain points or what, what need they're looking to fill and then thinking, this is the way my, my product or my service can help them. And that's where you make the connection. So you're, it's a more relaxed environment. Their guard is let down. They feel that connection and you genuinely build a better relationship because now you learn and you bond with this person. And I think a lot of, a lot of times, especially when I'm working with coaches who don't want to be salesy and Mm -hmm. whatever, is that they're not willing to, what I say, poke the bear. You said, Crystal, and you said it, Samantha, you have to uncover the pain first, right? And then being able to poke the bear. And I would, for example, I was on the phone with a prospective client a couple of weeks ago, and he's telling me everything that's going on 
and I take notes, right? I had a whole list of everything that was going on that wasn't working. Like, what's not working? And then I asked him on a scale of one to 10, with one being no pain and 10 being very painful, with all this going on, what's your pain point? And he goes, oh, it's a six. And I said, I- I'm confused. Um, I- I'm curious. Can you help me clear this up? And he's like, what? And I listed off about 12. I mean, the dude didn't even want to get out of bed to go to work. I mean, to me, that's pretty painful, right? So often, <laughs> yeah, often you have to coach them through that because they don't even want to admit that that's truly where they are in order for them to move forward. And I always say that a good coach will get you to say what you don't want to say and do what you don't want to do in order to get you to where you said you wanted to go. And that's another key thing is people are not hiring you to be their friend, Mm -hmm. right? They're hiring you to be their coach or maybe you're a consultant or or, or like, like him, you know, Mm going to help you produce an amazing book. Kim's not there to be your friend. If your book sucks, she's going to tell you your book sucks, right? No, Kim, you got to poke the bear. <laughs> oh, I poke the bear, but being the extraordinary word ninja, I can do it with elevated language. There you go. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you're still, it's, it's like, it's like if you go to your accountant and they're like, the numbers are not good. Yeah. Right. The numbers are not good. Or the numbers are great and here's why they're great and we're seeing these profits, right? I mean, I think it's about being clear, but one, it, it's really interesting because yesterday we were talking about the fact that, you know, sales, there's, there's the plant, the farming, right? The planting of seeds, the nurturing of seeds, and eventually it becomes time to harvest them, right? And that, and, and other times, you know, and that's, and that's one component of your sales, but you also have to have some hunting, Oh, right. Absolutely. Because you could plant seeds, harvest seeds. Those are great if you're a vegetarian or you're looking to get the, the material for the salad that goes with your dinner. But if you want to have a nice steak with it, you, you got to go hunt. hunting. That's right? right. And so I think one of the things like Crystal said, when Crystal was saying, you know, you want to listen to them. Sometimes it can be hard on social media to listen because what if nobody's engaging? But there's other ways to listen. So for me, I look at the people who are liking my post, even if they're not commenting. And then I'm going and looking at their profile. And I'm having a look at some of the things that they're saying. Now it's hard because, of course, everybody's social, social media can sometimes be a highlight reel. But, and you got to read between the lines, right? But I'm, but I'm looking that way. And that's how I'm listening on social media. And I think, but I think that, you know, when you're on a sales call like Carol and what's so valuable about what Carol just said is that it's hard to not like be like, cause I'm, I'm an idea person. I am passionate about what I do. I get really excited. So I might be going like off on a tangent where I'm like, Oh, you could do this and you could do this and you could do this and you could do this. But as Carol said, I'm not listening and I'm not proving the pain point. What am I doing? I'm giving them that 10% and they're going, oh yeah, this is great. Okay, I'm gonna run off with that idea. And yeah, thanks Samantha, this was fantastic. And what have I, and what, what have I done at that point? I'm in the friend zone. Yes. They're not thinking about me. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and so, it's human nature, it's human nature. We always want somebody to like us, right? So sometimes that's com- that comes up and, and where it was really, really clear for me was about a year and a half ago, I was at a luncheon big chamber luncheon. And one of the ladies that had come through my office did not hire me. Uh, she's a, a, is a vice president for FPNL. That's Florida Power and Light, big muckety-muck company, right? Hadn't seen her in eight months. She comes up, gives me a hug, and she goes, oh my God. She goes, I didn't even, hi- listen, 
this was a slap in the face. I learned because I didn't even hire you, but just coming to see you, this is what happened. I got the raise that I haven't been able to get. I got them to go pay for me to be in leadership Broward. They've never paid for a woman to be in leadership Broward. I'm like, holy crap, right? Gave it all away. She didn't have to hire me. She's doing great right now. So that's was really a slap in the face for me to go, okay, it's not about me overgiving and over-delivering. When you over-give and you're over-deliver, you said it earlier, Samantha, it's about you having to prove yourself. It's really about not knowing your value and looking for somebody else to tell you what your value is. Yes. Well, I, I have a little story with that, right? And I, so I had before when I was starting again and lack of confidence, I would do everything for free. And you have to sometimes as, as you're building your experience level, but I'm at a point now where, okay, I, I feel confident enough. And some, I had a, a sales, uh, a call with a prospective client and maybe it was a good test and I was very proud of myself for it. But it, it showed back to what you were saying, like how much you can give away and prove yourself because people ask for information. So this person, I had a very long conversation and then they would have you, then they had me, well, this is not working. So what would you suggest? And I was like, okay, but this is, in, this is the how parts of it. So I just gave some general stuff and then they sent, okay, but how would you reframe this post that we are going to post? And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be able to um, to take you guys on. My plate is, just got very filled, but I can recommend you to someone else. And I was like, you know, I was like at that, because I didn't want to, you know, cause any kind of content. But I, I was like, at that point, it's very easy to give away so much information because then you're giving and you're telling them how to do it. They're not going to hire you. But you were listening. See, yeah. that's the key part. You were listening and it wasn't about paying for them they were picking your brain yeah yes <laughs> this post didn't work and we need to know why because we want to run it again and i need to understand that so how would you reframe this crystal right <laughs> you know they so basically and and so you read between the lines because you're listening and you're going ha so crystal can you just like give this one to me so i can go and run with it Right. And, and as Carol said, you know, the person who didn't hire you, Carol, is doing great right now. Yeah. But what you gave her was some quick wins, which were great. They're huge quick wins because of the level of work that you do, but they're not going to be sustainable. Yes. And as an authority, we're here to help you transform. We're, help, we're here to help you change. We want to be a part of the entire journey not this one little win because mm -hmm. you know everything that we have cannot be taught i always say cannot be taught in one course or one lesson i love you know, that one product one experience and sometimes when someone's been picking my brain like that i'll say to them you know what i'm really glad you asked that question because i've got something for you that is really going to help you take it over the edge and it's you know, it's a complete package that's just going to take care of all your needs. And I just transitioned that right into the sales because, you know, at that point I've given away what I'm going to give away and either they're going to buy or they're not. Yeah. So I, I put it out there for them to buy. And then, you know, if they're not interested, then I'm like, yeah. Right. I love that. And your packages can, because what you're selling is not, you know, here's my $50 
my $50 course or my $50 face cream. Like you're going for, you're going for a big package. You know, you really, you have your sales cycle is, is different in the sense that when I come to you uh, there and, and you're getting to this point where we're having a serious conversation, I'm going, there's a bigger package. We're talking Cadillac offering as I, as I would say. Well, the thing is, is that, you know, you like, like, you know, Crystal recognized that this person was just picking their brain right? So she made a decision. She, she looked at the person and she, you know, there was two ways she can go. And she chose, she looked at the person and said, I really don't want to work with this person. And sometimes that's the right decision. Sometimes, you know, from the conversation, you're like, yeah, this person's just going to be a royal pain in the, and uh, you know, you kind of, you get rid of them. Right. But then there's the other times too, where, you know, that's the moment when you have to transition transition into that sales um, conversation. And that, that's what experts and authorities do. They, they take that risk. They, they do the transition. You know, you've already provided a lot of value. You know, now's time to put the rubber to the road. If this is really your pain point, like Carol talked about, then, you know, if you give away something for free, most times people don't get the value out of it as they should. But mm-hmm. when you're paying for it, that's a whole different story. So, you know, you can't be afraid to transition into that sales thing and say, you know what, this is beyond the scope of what I can help you with in this call. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I do have clients like you, here's how I help them. Here's what I'm offering. And then you just shut up. You don't say a word. You don't try to sell them. You wait till you hear their response and then you can continue from there, which actually, you know, we've got a couple of minutes left. So Carol, I want you to talk about one of your empowering questions because when you've hit that point and you've stopped and now they say something and it's not, yes, I'm buying your package. (laughs) This Mm -hmm. is the next level authority stuff. So Carol, why don't you end us off with one of your empowering questions? You want an empowering question like around their pain or are you trying to get an empowering question to move the sales process forward? Move the sales process forward. I would say to them, what one thing, because you only want one, it's going to be specific. What one thing would we have to add to this package in order for you to move forward today? Because oftentimes when they don't say yes, you haven't shown enough value. If you get them to say, well, if you would just add this one thing, maybe maybe they're going to ask you for an extra private one-on-one for one hour. You get to decide, am I willing to do that? And you also now learn what's of value to them. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not that your whole package wasn't good. It's not that they don't like you. There's a piece of value missing. So that's a writer downer for you out there. What one thing? Now, you listen to my language. I didn't say what one thing would you change? Because then they can say, well, I changed the price. No, no, no. This is, <laughs> this, is about, this is about taking price off the table. It's what one thing would you add to my package? in order for you to move forward today. And you wanna make sure today, so you keep it in the moment. That's the empowering question I would take away from that. Wow. I think whenever she starts talking empowering questions, I get my pen out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Writing them all down. <laughs> oh. Well, I've been working on the author to authority book and actually uh, Crystal and Samantha, I'm gonna be featuring you guys in it too, but I hit the section where I knew I had to feature Carol. So I'm like, Carol, get on the call with me. Cause she had told me these questions a couple times before and I'd written down and I forgot where I written down. So I'm like, Carol, give me the wording. Cause I want to make sure I quote you properly in the book. Right. Uh, but yeah. And, and here's the thing too, like you have to take pr- an authority takes price off the table. Right. And to what Carol talked about, uh, 
many times the things that people add to the package are like so simple and to them it's this huge thing and you're like really that's all I had to add to this package is one hour of my time or like a lot of times my clients um they're like I I know this will be really hard but you know can you do four blog posts for me (laughs) like oh yeah you know what (laughs) I can add four blog posts for you to you know to to make it easier for you and help promote your book. Yeah, sure. I can do that. I'm sort of thinking, really, that was all that it took. Because for you as the extraordinary word ninja, a blog post is no problem. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's a hop, skip and a jump. Right. <laughs> it's like when my clients say, well, I'd love, can you review my course outline? Sure. As, 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 as a teacher, as an online course creator. Yeah, let's do it. Cause I, I need to, I need to see your outline to help you to provide my value. Mm-hmm. I need to see it. So yeah, sure, I'll look at that. Send it to me. So we will continue this conversation next month on the Authority Gang episodes of the Author to Authority podcast. So thank you, Carol Boston, Crystal Duku, and Samantha King for joining me today. Uh, each one of them have incredible value and incredible life-changing and business-changing skills that are just going to help you take your business to the next level. So I highly recommend that you check them out. All of their social media and and their websites and everything will be in the show notes. Connect with them. They all offer a free consultation to you to help you get started to see those pain points and, and be able to identify those areas where you're stuck. And then be able to take it to the next level. So this is Kim Thompson-Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you on the very next episode. Bye now. Thank you so much for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. I have a free gift for you. I'd like to invite you to download a sample of my newest book, Author to Authority, coming out this year. If you enjoy the podcast, you will enjoy learning how becoming an author can change not only your life, but your business as well. Go to www.authortoauthority.com forward slash free dash sample. So that is www.authortoauthority.com forward slash free sample. Have a great day and stay safe. Thank you.